Bismillah, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Uh, I'm at Medina College uh, in the Maktaba, and alhamdulillah, I've got a, uh, a guest with me, Ustad uh, Yasin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Who is a student at the uh, University of Jamath Abdul Aziz in Jeddah? Uh, he's graduated recently. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, what faculty? Arabic. Alhamdulillah, excellent. And he's pursuing a uh, master's. Inshallah, may Allah give him tawfiq and make it successful. Uh, alhamdulillah, you've seen him before because you've done some translations for. Yeah, yeah, we see Sheikh Khalid and Sheikh. Yeah. Yeah, mashallah, alhamdulillah. And you've studied books with him as well back in? In Saudi, yeah, alhamdulillah. He used to come, he comes to Mecca quite regularly. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a regular in, in the Haram, Mecca. So yeah, alhamdulillah. Okay. I, I actually call you every time he comes, I say, make sure I'm the translator. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be the translator for him. I was like, Allah, I really love his lessons, alhamdulillah. Okay, we were speaking a little bit earlier. You were telling me about the your system in, mm. uh, studying system, basically, how you study. Uh, how you organize your time in your mm. university studies between the yeah. university and the haram. Yeah. Let us let, help us. So um, it was speaking about the university and what we're speaking about was why I chose to go into Arabic instead of Sharia and I spoke about how uh, the Arabic it wasn't the Arabic wasn't part of the Sharia at the time, and now yeah. it is Alhamdulillah, but it wasn't part of it at the time, and so I chose to go into Arabic so I could focus on that in the university, and then outside of the university, I'll be able to go to the classes in Haram in Mecca and local masajid where the scholars they will be giving lessons in those masajid. So, um, me personally, I would just um, before I was going to before I went to the university actually, my teachers would always say something to me, and that is, make sure the university isn't the goal. The university isn't the goal in terms of knowledge. Yeah. Your, your goal isn't just to pass in the university. Your goal when it comes to knowledge is to go to the scholars themselves and sit under them and study books with them. So I always had that in my mind. Like, I'm going to go to the university, yeah, alhamdulillah, I'm going to benefit, get a degree even, all of that stuff. But I'm going to make sure that I focus on those lessons inside the masajid. Because the masajid obviously is where the barakah is in the, in the knowledge. And also the masajid is, the teacher has much more freedom in how he teaches, what's he going to teach and uh, you are going to be able to finish things. You're going to, yeah. you're going to get things done. You're going to accomplish. You know, going to finish books, get things done. You're going to reach your goals. So that's why I really focus on that. That's yeah, it, uh, and it's not just any masjid we're speaking about anywhere. We're speaking about the Haram Mecca. This yeah, is come on, it's a hub of knowledge. You know? It's a hub of knowledge. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. You know, so, sometimes I would go inside there, and I was thinking, Subhanallah, this must be how the universities of the past used to be. Like you see a class over there, you want to go to Quran. You see a teacher there reading yeah. the Quran. You see a scholar, maybe. You're hearing Sheikh Salah Fawzan is coming tomorrow. You're yeah. hearing this Sheikh is coming tomorrow. And Allah is it's like, you describe it like Jannah. Yeah. <laughs> it feels a feeling in your heart, subhanAllah. It's, it's amazing. amazing. So, obviously, there's the reward of the salawat in the masjid. Yeah, you know, and you're going, and where's the university in comparison to the masjid? How far did you have um, to travel to go? 40 minute drive. 40 minute drive. So, basically, not even one side to London, the other. Yeah. The whole, whole part of London. It's one side to the other, it's like that long. 40 minute drive. Okay, so, so one of the other things you mentioned is when you, so you study in the weekdays and then you'd go and spend yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday yeah. uh, doing attending Durusin. Yeah. Uh, what Durus did you attend and what um, books, for example, did you study? How was your kind of, you said, or, yeah, how was your program? And also, as well, as a student of knowledge, because mm. the point of this talk is to speak about uh, how. A student of knowledge seeks knowledge, mm. right? Mm. 
as well as looking at some of the books which are uh, recommended for students of knowledge. Because one of the things which you come across is, uh, you know, many people don't know how to be a student of knowledge. Mm. Basically, the etiquette, for example, the methodology, how, you know, where Perfect. to, how to, the only riyat of your time, what to give, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What to study first, what to study second. Mm. So, the way you describe, for example, the haram, obviously, mm. you know, Medina is similar. You've got halaqat of Quran over there. You've got the durus of in different subjects in different corners of the masjid. Mm. Tell me a bit about your, how was that? So, um, Jidda, alhamdulillah, even in, in the university in Jidda, yeah. it wasn't like, uh, there's nothing there. Like, there's a yeah. lot of things going on there. And in the masjid in, 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 in our second where we live, accommodation, there will be there used to be lessons every day. So after Asr, we'll have a le- uh, not every day, it'll be, it'll be on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and I think sometimes Wednesday, but it'll be a different teacher. Yeah. So, so every day we'll have a different, or oh, two days one teacher, two days another teacher, or two days one book, two days another book. Yeah. Right? So there we'd have, uh, the, the, the actually, alhamdulillah, when we got there, they made a special program for us yeah. to make sure that you, ha- you have the foundations of knowledge, you know? So we do aqidah, we yeah. you have to memorize, you have to do the books and memorize it as well. Yeah. You have to memorize Surah Talatah, Kitab Tawheed, memorize these books, Arba'in and Nawawi, you memorize those books. Just to cut you, that's in addition to your University. university studies in the yeah. daytime. Yeah, yeah. So the morning, in wake up in the university. Yeah. Go back to your have lunch. Have lunch. Sleep. Sleep. And then Asr, you got class. You got class again. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you go there, and Alhamdulillah, will be from Asr all the way to Maghrib. So Asr to Maghrib, you're in that you're in that class. There will be you'll be memorization not all the way to Maghrib, but like maybe an hour before Maghrib, you finish the, those books. So they the Alhamdulillah, what they done for us, they put a nice program for us. So we we'll actually do this book. Yeah. We will do this in, in Adab, for example. Yeah. Like, these kind of books. So that program really kind of, it was good for someone who, uh, as a base, it, it yeah. builds your base. So we were doing that um, at Asr time. And after Maghrib, there'll be Quran halaqat. Even if you memorize the Quran, you'll be, you go there and you'll be revising your Quran. Or whatever you want to do, you know, you know what's forcing you. But yeah. there's Quran halaqat open there forever. And after Isha, you're free to do what you want, you know. And it, but eat dinner, these, yeah, yeah. You go eat dinner, whatever you sleep, yeah. read, do what you want, chill out, play football. Yeah, play football. I play football. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> I like to play football as well. Um, what's it called? So after, but the, obviously these classes are all optional. The only yeah. thing that you have to go to is, is the is jam, the jam, jam yeah. yeah. Obviously, if you want to benefit, yeah. that's what you're going to be doing. In fact, you're going to be probably focusing on this more than you're focusing yeah. on the jam. Because you're memorizing the matone. Memorizing, and it's actually yeah. a structure. Yeah. Jam is a structure, but it's like. It's a different, it's kind a different of structure. structure. Yeah, it's more academic. Yeah. This book specifically. Yeah, Hayat Tabi'in by Sheikh Bakr Abu Zaid. They say it's one of the best books that um, was written in, in recent times yeah. when it comes to the etiquettes of a student of knowledge. He goes through a lot of things. He goes through how a student of knowledge is to carry himself, yeah. what he needs to study, how he needs to study, what and, and how he needs to be when it comes to your teacher. So how to carry yourself in yourself, yourself, how you should be. And how you should be in front of your teacher, yeah. how you should be in front of your peers, how you should, you should be in front of يعني, all other people yeah. generally. It's really comprehensive. To the point, actually, a good, a good fact about it is that Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, yeah. some of the major scholars of his time, and Sheikh Bakr Abu Zaid was actually younger than him. He died in yeah. 2006. Yeah. Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen died in 2001. Yeah. Sheikh Bakr Abu Zaid died in, at the age of 63. Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen died at 75. So yeah. he was way older than him. Yeah. Yani, he was senior to him. Yeah. But despite that, Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen actually explained this book. SubhanAllah, look at that. So it yeah. shows his... 
and how, how important how humble it was and how important the book how is important well. the book is as well yeah. yeah so if you're for example if this book i think has even been translated or some of it has hasn't mm -hmm. it and uh on a side note uh, if you want to go through the book there's a teacher that i know that goes through the book and it's on youtube uh, mm -hmm. i think it's called learn to practice brother isa uh, from uh, code and ict mm -hmm. okay so Coming back to that's in the jamia in the masjid yeah, there. So that, that we'll do that in the, in the accommodation. Yeah. And obviously there'll be some classes you outside, but that was, that was generally the program. And then me personally on Thursday we wouldn't have university, as I told you. Yeah. Thursday we wouldn't have university, but so Wednesday as soon as we finish, <laughs> Alhamdulillah, we would go. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have any university. So most of the time it was the teacher. Teacher yeah. would cancel everything. Yeah. Most teachers they cancel Thursday lessons. Yeah. In in our universe, how it works. Yeah. I don't know if it's I don't think it's like that. No, it's not like that in Medina. I'm no, Medina doesn't, Medina like that, don't do that. But it makes sense. I mean if I'm a Jeddah and you got the yeah, you got Mecca next to you. You're trying to go Mecca, you know? You're trying to go Mecca, everyone's yeah. trying to go Mecca. He doesn't want to be next to the Kaaba. Yeah, he doesn't exactly. want to be sitting down in the haram the reward of the salawat just sitting there making dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reading reciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so oh well, it's amazing. After Wednesday I would go. To Mecca and Wednesday we have different classes. So I remember Wednesday what class was there? After Maghrib, I remember when I first got there. After Maghrib, actually, the amazing thing, Alhamdulillah, when I first got to Saudi, um, Sheikh Rasulullah Abbas, yeah. he will be teaching on Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Till now, he still teaches yeah. Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Mashallah. So when I first got there, he was actually on the last, I think, two lessons of Sunnah Bidawood. Yeah. So he, when I first got there, he finished Sunnah Bidawood, yeah. and I actually. Alhamdulillah, I was, I was I started sitting down at the beginning of Jamaat Tirmidhi. As soon as we started Jamaat And you got the khatma of Sunan Abu Dawood as well. Yeah, we just finished Sunan Abu Dawood. Just finished at the end. So, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the benefit I'm trying to say is that Alhamdulillah, I was able to reach the beginning to the end lesson of Sunan Abu Dawood, which took six years. Yeah, yeah. So after oh, Sunan Tirmidhi. Sunan Tirmidhi, yeah. Sunan Tirmidhi. MashaAllah, six years. Six years. I the Sheikh explained the book. Five years, five years. Yeah, five years. patiently. Yeah, slowly. MashaAllah. Take his and, time. And he gave, us all, he gave us all the explanation. He, said, he gave it to all the students. MashaAllah. And everyone who had their book. And, and you. The, I mean, I think that's not even a, that's an amazing feat. That's not yeah. a small feat to no, finish a book. He actually finished before and, that. Finished and, Bukhari, Muslim, Abu Dawood, and Tirmidhi. And now he started with Majah. Right. Yeah. So he's like Sheikh Abdul Muslim Al Abad, but in, in Mecca. Mecca. Exactly. Okay, so for people that don't know, speak. Mm -hmm. give, give us a background of Sheikh Wasil Al Abbas. The reason why, because yeah. I mean, I think what's amazing is uh, you think, okay, Masha is big Muhaddith in mm -hmm. Mecca teaching. Yeah. He, all of a sudden, he's a Saudi or he's not, is he? Yeah, what's he's actually from India. So yeah. he's one of the scholars from India. He actually came to Medina. He came to Saudi in 1964, I think, 1964, yeah. 1968, something like that. He came to Saudi and after he actually studied in India yeah. and so with, his, with the scholars in India when he was young. He's old, he's an old Sheikh now. Yeah. He's 70, 72 years old, something like that Subhanallah, now. Subhanallah. Yeah. Yeah, so he studied in India. Then in the 1960s, he came to Medina. Yeah. And he studied in Medina University. Then he finished his, his degree in Medina University. Then he went to Umm Al-Qura. Yeah. And he's done his master's and PhD in Umm Al-Qura. Yeah. Until they gave him a seat in the Haram, teaching in the Haram in around 2000 and something. They gave him a seat in the Mashallah, Haram. Yeah. So ever since then, he's been teaching. And his students, Alhamdulillah, he has a... Students that have been with him for around 20 years, around, you know, a long time, they've yeah. been with him. So Alhamdulillah, and he's been going through a lot of books during that time. He focuses on hadith. Yeah. Very, he, has a, he, has, he has books on hadith. He has a tahqiq on the, the book, um, Fada'il Ashab al-Hadith, Fada'il Sahaba by Imam Ahmed. He has yeah. a good tahqiq on that. He writes a lot of books. He has a very yeah. good book on Masjid al-Haram, the history of Masjid al-Haram, and how it is. Because he was actually part of the group of the people who were the, the, when the when the when the Saudi government were expanding the haram, yeah. they chose a group of scholars to 
you know, consult, to consult. Yeah. So he was one of them, him and Sheikh ibn Aqil, Abdullah ibn Aqil, Allah. Sheikh Abdullah ibn Aqil was one of his teachers, actually. Yeah. Abdullah ibn Aqil died in 2009, at the age of about 90 something. Yeah. So Abdullah ibn Aqil was one of them, and Sheikh Rasulullah and Sheikh Subayyid, he was very close to Sheikh Subayyid. Yeah. And he also, Subayyid was the old Imam of the Haram. Yeah. And he also, he studied with uh, Sheikh um, in Medina, when he was in Medina, he actually lived with Sheikh Taqiyuddin al-Hilali. Dr. Taqiyuddin al-Hilali. Yeah, 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 yeah. He died yeah. in 1980s. And yeah. at the age of 90 something. And so these are former scholars, are former teachers. And from his late, yeah. he said he lived with him for two years. MashaAllah. Yeah, yeah, yeah look at the father, look at the virtue. And every class, every yeah. almost every class you hear, he always mentions a story about Sheikh Taqiyuddin Hilali. So Alhamdulillah, you got to benefit five years with the Sheikh. You finished yeah. today. So then Alhamdulillah, that's amazing. The other thing I think, which is uh, a benefit I can see from it, just the consistency. Alhamdulillah. Of Sheikh Wasallam, yeah, obviously. You know, knowledge is not, it's not just done, oh, let me just do one month. Yeah, oh, let me just do three months. No, you have to kind of like be. And he would not stop. He yeah. wouldn't stop Ramadan. He wouldn't stop. The yeah. only time he would stop the last 10 nights of Ramadan. It's like Sheikh Abdul Muslim al Abad. It's six days a week. Everything. He's there. He's there. Yeah. And the only, the only thing that stops him is hospital. Yeah, Apart from that, yeah. he's there. And yeah, that's the type of consistency which is. Uh, For 60 years he's been doing it. Um, yeah, finished, yeah, finished Kutub al Sitta, didn't he? And he's yeah, twice. 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 He's doing again, right? Yeah, he's doing it again. MashaAllah. So, Sheikh Wasiallah. Tell me more about him, the Durus or the other Durus. So what he would teach was mainly because of books of hadith. So he would focus on Jam'a Tirmidhi mostly. So after yeah. Maghrib, he would be doing Jam'a Tirmidhi on Wednesday. And Thursday is so after Maghrib. And then on Saturday after Maghrib. And then after Isha, he would do another book. Yeah. So after on Saturday after Isha, I remember we went through um, the Ulum al-Hadith, the Ibn Kathir, the Talkhis of Al-Ba'at al-Hadith, the Tahqiq of Ahmed Shakir. We went through that. Bit, that was when I first got there, so I was there. The I didn't really yeah. get, get the all of it. Of that. Yeah. And then after that, we st- he started a jamir, the Akhlaq al Rawi Adab al Samir, by Ibn Jama'a, by Ibn Al Khatib al Baghdadi. So he done that, but he didn't finish it. He stopped halfway through. Yeah. And then he, because he had to, because the masjid, the haram, the idara, the management of the haram, they actually started a program. For books of hadith to be read and ijazah to be given to the yeah, students. Yeah. So he was chosen to take Sahih al Bukhari. And Sheikh Muhammad Ali Adam Ethiopia rahimahullah, was chosen to take Sahih yeah. Muslim. Yeah. So he would do it on Saturday, Amazing. and Sheikh Muhammad Adam would do it on, on, on Sunday after Isha. Ijazah, that's, that's, that's listening. Just listening. Just listening. Yeah, and it took yeah. us one year to do that, Sahih Bukhari. But it was really beneficial to yeah. And Sheikh Muhammad Adam, he took two years. Yeah. And he gave, it the, yeah. he gave the ijazah. So, Alhamdulillah, you got ijazah. Did you pick it up? You got ijazah yeah, Bukhari and Alhamdulillah. Yeah. Yeah, Sheikh Muhammad Ali Adam, I don't think he gave ijazah on Sahih Muslim. Because yeah. he, he gave ijazah um, to the students that, that were there for a long time with him. Yeah. So after four years with him, that's when I was like, ijazah from him. Alhamdulillah, Sheikh Rasulullah, he gave us the Bukhari. Yeah. He gave ijazah in all, all of his books and also yeah. Sahih Bukhari as well. Gonna, we're going to come to the Sheikh uh, yeah. Muhammad Adam. Yeah. The book that you spoke about is another book on the etiquette of students of knowledge. What's yeah. the book called? And tell us a bit about it. And the reason yeah. why I think it's important to focus on this is we want your lived experience, obviously. I want to you tell me how you, you know you went to the masjid, you were studying, but also the Mashaykh are also teaching these books. Yeah, isn't it? Mm. You know, tell me about the book. Or so what's the benefit? It's one of the old books, um, you know, by Ibn al-Khatib al-Baghdadi. Khatib al-Baghdadi was from the early scholars. Yeah. So his books actually with a chain of narration. Each each narration he brings from the Sahaba, from the Tabi'een, from the, from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, will be with a chain of narration from him all the way to whoever he's, he's narrating from. And what he will talk about is the mannerisms again of a student of knowledge. You know, the books. You know, we know we know in, in Islam we have um, topics. Fiqh. It has yeah. a way. Start tahara. Yeah. 
So books, even from the beginning of Islam until, the, until now, all of the time, the books of Hadith, they have a way. The books of Akhlaq as well also have a way. Yeah, yeah. So they start off with how a student knowledge needs to be with, with himself and yeah. in terms of Allah, fearing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, yeah. and what, you need to, what steps you need to take to seek knowledge, and then how you need to be with your mashayikh, asking questions. So he'll basically bring each chapter that is known in, the, in that topic of mannerisms of a student knowledge, and he'll bring the narrations to do with that, uh, yeah. pertaining to that topic. So how a student knowledge needs to be, yeah. how he needs to seek knowledge, how he needs to carry himself. And this is one of the most important things how a student knowledge actually carries himself. A lot of times we, we miss that out on uh, when it comes to these, the, how to seek knowledge. We, when we speak about how to seek knowledge, people, they say, you memorize the Quran, you memorize this, memorize, yeah. memorize, memorize. But they don't, they, a lot of times it's been, it's been missed out recently that how you actually need to carry yourself as a student of knowledge. Yeah. This, this knowledge that's being passed on isn't just mere information. You know, from the Prophet, the Prophet وسلم, what he would pass on was information, but also akhlaq. Yeah. From this, we get the hadith of, um, Ibn Abbas narrated about Abu Dawood in his, sun, in, his, in his Sunan when he said the Prophet sallallahu saying that you're going to hear hadith you're going to hear from me and the companions they're going to hear from uh, people are going to hear from you and people are going to hear from those who heard from you showing that this knowledge is actually passed on from person to person it's not yeah. from reading it's from hearing yeah. and from that we understand that what was passed on was, was the hearing but it's also the way that the Shaykh is the way yeah. the teacher is the way the Prophet sallallahu was that's why we find the the narration from Imam Ahmed, or oh, they used to say that Ibn Mas'ud who was the Ashbahu Nasi yeah. used to he used to be the closest in resemblance to the Prophet. Yeah. And his student was the closest in resemblance to Ibn Mas'ud. Yeah. And all the way to Imam Ahmed, they say Imam Ahmed was the student was the closest in re resemblance to his teacher, Waqi'a ibn Jarrah. Yeah. And that chain of narration goes from Waqi'a to his Sheikh Ibn to the student of Ibn Mas'ud to the Prophet. Not in information, in, in manners, manners. how yeah. he's carrying himself. Yeah. And that's I believe it's a big Problem that we see today, yeah. that when, 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 when YouTube is opened, when social media is opened, what was missing was this element of being with your teacher, being yeah. in front of your teacher and gaining the akhlaq, not just the information, but gaining the mannerisms to the point that obviously now we see that anyone can open a YouTube page, anyone can open a social media page and you see how they act. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but they're teaching knowledge, but they don't have the, they don't have the, the etiquettes of the, the etiquettes students of knowledge. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's a huge... If he's going to mention, for example, five etiquettes of a student, of how he carries himself, or mm. three, or what would, you say, what would you say they are? What ones would you give advice to? Well, like one of the biggest ones that I've seen, and this is the one that I've seen from every scholar, I think every scholar that I can think of right now, I've seen this etiquette, and that is a tu'ada. And Mas'ud al-Allah narrates, he says, alaykum bit-tu'ada. Take, being, taking your time. Yeah. Yani, not being hasty here, not yeah. being hasty. Yeah. Ajala, not being hasty in anything, even the way they, yani, the way they speak or the way they answer a question, they wait and they think and then they'll give an answer. Yeah. Or they say, I don't know, I'm going to ask later. N being hasty, I think, is one of the, the, the common ones that I've seen from all of them. Yeah. I think another one, let's say, um, they will never be vulgar in speech. Yeah. Not being vulgar, the way you speak, not being vulgar in speech and using the best words. Allah says in the Quran, Quran, Say the best thing, always say the best. Do you know what? It's funny you mentioned, you know, hastiness and how they are in speech as well. Because mm. recently, I don't know, obviously Clubhouse, this new thing, everyone's yeah. jumping on it. And I was in a room and it's some of the mashaykh were in there. Mm. And, they're, you know, people are, Clubhouse, how it is. I don't know if you know Clubhouse. Yeah? Some of the mashaykh are in it. So how Clubhouse works, basically. So you've got a room, mm. uh, you've got the speaker, yeah. and then you've got the audience. Mm. And the audience are listening and they can participate. So you mm. can give a mic to a person, they can ask a question. Mm. And anyone can jump in any room. Mm -hmm. So the mashaykh are in a room speaking about a topic, you know, a topic, feminism and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. 
And it was a really fruitful discussion. And then what happens is, uh, obviously they're giving the mic to people that have a question, they put their hand up. Mm. And now you've got some, feminism is a big topic, and mm. you've got women coming up, and mm. they're mashaykh in the mamlika, for example, you know, you can imagine the kind of, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of heated women coming yeah. up on, so they so what, why I'm mentioning this, because when I'm listening, this lady comes up, and she's very rude, uh, in a way, you know, passionate, but she's being rude. And you're thinking, he's going to tell her, shut your mouth and, you know, mm. take the mic, drop her. But he let her speak. Mm. And he said to her, in, in a plot, he goes, is there anything else you want to add? And the way they dealt with yeah. it, it was like, I'm thinking, subhanAllah, that's, uh, yeah, you know what I mean? They took I've their seen, time. They're slow. Yeah. They took their time. They didn't. I've actually know. seen the same thing happen to one of them, Shaykh, Shaykh Saad al-Shitri. Yeah. He came to the university in Jeddah, in our university yeah. one time, and the sisters, they're above, right? And they can ask questions from the microphone. Yeah. And so one of the sisters, they said that there's a sister here and she has atheist beliefs. Yeah. Okay. And so the Sheikh said, okay, let her speak. So she spoke and she was rude to Sheikh yeah. Saad. Yeah. Sheikh Saad, the way he dealt with her, you're like, okay, that's, yeah. you learn a lot from that. You learn a lot. How he dealt with yeah. it. it was very calm, very nice. Answered the question in a nice way. Yeah. Not screaming, no shouting, no. And this is, I think, one of the dangers when it comes to um, not taking knowledge from the Mashaykh, taking it from books, you end up having that kind of... And you start thinking that you, especially when you take from books, the problem with also taking only from books, books are good, of course, yeah. but only taking from books, the problem with that is that it gives you a sense of ghurur. You start becoming amazed by yourself. Yeah. You think, wow, oh, I finished this whole book, not understanding that the scholars, they never spoke until they read all of these exactly, books. Exactly, yeah. You read one book and you start becoming... And going back to something you mentioned earlier, because it's related... Um, you know, talking about Adab, you mentioned, for example, the asal is that they heard it. It wasn't that they read it. They heard yeah. it from their teacher. Yeah. And it's just, you know, alhamdulillah, I came across a statement this morning by Imam Shafi'i, mm. who's asked about Adab, of a student of knowledge, how do you do it? But the point is, he says, mm. that you write down the best of what you yeah. heard, not the best of what you read. They talk about taking knowledge from hearing. Then he said, and then you memorize the best of what you've written down. Mm. So the asr is that it starts from listening, hearing, mm. then you write it down, and then you memorize what the best of what you wrote down. And he said, mm. Then you speak about the best of what you memorized. It said it's in, uh, yeah. So, yeah, so it's in, so it's in the statement of Imam Shafi where it shows you that you always choose yeah. the best even of what you heard to yeah. write down and what you wrote down to what you memorize and what you memorize to what you mm. speak about. You don't just... SubhanAllah, that's so but, true, yeah. SubhanAllah. But it's ajib. What's ajib is that it starts from listening and the adab that you pick up. Tell me about Sheikh, uh, Sheikh Al-Alama, Allah Yarhamahu, Sheikh Muhammad Al-Adam yeah. Ethiopia. The Sheikh is amazing. Amazing, amazing. I've oh, met him I twice. I was amazed by that statement. Yeah, I'll find it if I get to you. MashaAllah. Yeah, it's Jameel, it's Jameel. You know a lot of times I get students asking me, how yeah. do I write down? Yeah. How do I write? Because a lot of students, what they do wrong, yeah. I think it's wrong. Imam Shafi said it's wrong now. My teachers, they will say it's wrong. What they do is that they write everything down. Yeah. Everything they hear from the Sheikh, they try to write down. And this is the it's normal amongst new students. Yeah, yeah, new they students, 100%. They write everything down. And you have to as a new student, you can't do anything else. But yeah, yeah. but yeah, go so they ask that, how do I take notes? I'm not really bent. So you have to tell them that you have to only write certain things. You don't yeah. write everything down. No, that's right. And, you, and then he says, Ahsan ma katabta. Memorize the best thing that you, you wrote down. That you wrote down and you speak because, about. Yeah. And then when you speak, when you, you, a lot of personal students might have memorized a lot. Yeah. But you can't speak everything yeah. uh, every single time. You have to only say, لِكُلِّ مَقَامٍ مَقَالَ as they no. say, right? Yeah. Every, every time has its speech. You yeah. Know? You have to you have to say at right time. That's amazing, Subhanallah. No. Yeah. But so yeah, 
Um, Sheikh Sheikh Basila, the, the, the thing, um, and I want to say something about Sheikh Basila as well. Yeah. So we said that after Maghrib. And the, the Sheikh, he visited as well. He came to Manchester. They invited yeah, yeah, yeah. the brothers up in Abu Abbas and the brothers up in Manchester. Yeah, really? a while ago, a yeah, few while years ago. ago. 2016. 2016. Yeah. I remember the first time I met him yeah. was actually in Masjid Tawheed. Subhanallah. Before, before. Before. That was before we went to the Jamia. Yeah, Masjid yeah, Tawheed. Time goes. Yeah, Subhanallah. I remember the first time I met him. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The Sheikh actually, Subhanallah, he um. So yeah, after not after Isha, he did Jamia. Then he did Majrumia. Yeah. Majrumia in Arabic. In Arabic. In Arabic. Yeah. So he actually taught that as well. Um, and Bukhari, I said that right. He did yeah. Bukhari. So that. He was really active. After Saturday, after after Isha, he would do different books. Yeah. Other than that, Wednesday, Thursday, um, Saturday, after Maghrib, it would just be the book of Hadith, Jamal Tirmidhi, all that time. And the good thing about the one thing I wanted to mention about Sheikh also is that he would actually, um, after, before the lesson, yeah. he would sit with us every day. Every Wednesday, Thursday, and Saturday, he would come early, yeah. 20 minutes before the lesson, sit with the tulab. Sit with us, and it would be like, it wouldn't be too many, like, but it would be like 10 to 15 yeah. students. And we'll have coffee and we'll, have tea, we'll eat. And on Thursday, everyone's fasting, so yeah. we'll have iftar. We'll give everyone a little bring something, yeah. you know. And uh, I remember there was, there was a brother, a brother from the UK, he would be the one that would bring the atar all the time. Yeah. He'll bring the, the perfume. So he'll give it to everyone. He's from the UK. Yeah. He's around, I think. And he'll give, he'll give the atar to the sheikh and everyone else. And it would be, be a nice like environment. You could just ask the sheikh a question. The sheikh would joke around with the yeah. students. No one's talking. He's down to earth. He's not. Really, really humble. Really, really, really humble. We'll sit down, speak to everyone. Yeah, Look at the benefit you get from that, even as a teacher, how you should be. Yeah, exactly. If, with your and students, you learn a lot from that, you learn that, a lot. that period, 20 minutes before yeah. the class. You're learning actually a lot. You're yeah. learning how the sheikh is talking, how he speaks to certain people. Sometimes he'll make a joke. Sometimes he'll look at you and say, where you been? Or, yeah, that's the thing. Everyone thinks that if you're, if you're a student of knowledge, you're serious all the time. Yeah, no, no. You, you know, yeah. you don't smile. No, Everyone's scared of you. Yeah, I remember. a lot of jokes. Everyone, like, everyone that gets in on the office, they're like, you know, I used to be scared of you. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, is yeah, it that bad, yeah? They don't know. I think it's the beard. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the beard is a bit, a bit uh, intimidating, huh? Maybe, Some yeah. People. I don't know. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, yeah. Jameel. That's all you'll do, yeah. So, go through that book and Alhamdulillah, you benefited a lot from the Sheikh, to be honest. Inshallah. And he continues to teach. Was he teaching in the Jamia at the same time as all? Yeah, he retired he's, he's then. A, he's a teacher in the Jamia. Yeah. So just now. he still teaches now. He's a master's student, I think, in Hadith. So basically, his day and his night is. Yeah, it's just. Indian is teaching. Oh yeah, probably. yeah. All the time, mashallah. Man. I mean, this is another aspect which I think there's a problem we have amongst uh, amongst students that don't understand or respect or understand knowledge and the weight of knowledge and mm. the weight of the people of knowledge, is because they don't realize who the people are, they find it easy to speak about. Mm. The ulama, some scholars, yeah, and the danger of that, if you think about it, as a student in the UK, for example, that person that's speaking about that scholar, mm. he spends maybe seven hours a day doing nothing, and one hour a day maybe reading, if he does that much. Does and the person he's speaking about, he doesn't know of him or know about him, and he spends his day and night Just teaching, teaching, and reading, and learning, and, learning, and ibadah, and and and. It's, a, it's 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 two different leagues. It's two different. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's, it's just scary when you yeah, think about it. It's scary the impact that. Yeah. That are you? Like there's a statement. If if you're gonna backbite, just don't backbite the scholars. <laughs> I'm not saying you should backbite, but if you're gonna, if you are gonna do it, be careful where your tongue falls on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you know, if you're gonna, you know, obviously, the, you know, you can't compare an alim with a. Yeah, with another person. Uh, another person. Do you see the the work that they put in? Subhanallah. Like, yeah. 
Sheikh Mohammed, Sheikh Mohammed and Adam. Sheikh Mohammed and Adam. These books, like, yeah, talk about the work you put in because. Sheikh Mohammed and Adam, obviously, I, yeah. when he, him, I'm not, I wasn't that, that, that close to him. He has a big, big class. He has the biggest yeah. class in the Haram. So yeah. You have to just sit down and, and listen yeah. and you hear. Alhamdulillah, you might get interact with him here and there, but yeah. it's not the same. Yeah, he's, um, he's, but he, he's different. I think, in terms of the books that he's put out recently, I don't think there's many people that have been. Writing books like him. Yeah, he's Wahid in his in his yeah, bad with regards to in in his, in his time explaining writing. books. Yeah, I remember I remember when 2012, the Sunan Nasai was still being published. He yeah. wrote it a long time ago. Yeah. It was still being published. I think the 40th something volume came at that time. Yeah. I was in Haram in Mecca in 2012 when in Ramadan. Say, say the number. How many volumes? 40 yeah. something volumes. An explanation of Sunan Nasai in yeah. 40 odd volumes. Uh, subhanallah. Even the Mashaykh when they speak about, I remember Sheikh Abdul Khadir. Hafizahullah was asked about what's the best explanations of Sunnah Nasai because there's not that many. There's not that many, yeah. That's right. He, said they, he mentioned some and he said, no doubt, Sheikh Muhammad Al Adam one is one of the best that's been yeah. out as well. He's finished it. Um, I think he finished it. He finished it quite yeah, some time ago. And he was working in Jamaat Tirmidhi. Yeah. But he passed away before he was able to finish that. And he's got Sahih Muslim. He got Sahih Muslim. He finished. The judge finished that as How well. long is that? How many volumes? Uh, similar. I remember it was around 40 something volumes. I think he finished it. And this is the thing. So. Yeah. Those you don't find today, this is a relative situation. There's not many scholars. You would be able to count them on maybe, I don't know, if yeah. you can one hand, yeah. that write 40 volume books. Written as well. Written as well. This is the classic scholars we're speaking about. Yeah. They used to write, for example, 40 volumes, 40, 30, yeah. 30 volumes. Yeah. So, yeah. Where, where did you find the time? You know, the shift. No, no, you're the shift. Don't really, where did you find the time? I'll tell you something about the shift. He does not waste time. Yeah. He does not waste one second of his time. Yeah. Allah, I've seen him. I've seen him when students are asking him questions and he's being pushed in his chair because remember he was yeah. pushed in his wheelchair. He used to be he used to walk, but then now uh, towards the end of his life he had to be pushed in a wheelchair. I would see him being pushed in his wheelchair and he's answering questions whilst he's going fast and the student has to run fast. Yeah. You have to run next to him to, <laughs> to ask the question. I remember sometimes that he would not he would not give time to anyone yeah. to the point that some students may actually get heartbroken. Yeah. Or like you ask him a question, he'd be like, I'm it, doing something. He's busy. He's busy. He's yeah, busy. Yeah, he's busy. Like he's someone that I've never seen an example like him in this time. When it comes to preserving his time, because yeah. you can you could tell. I remember after he passed away, Rahimahullah, some of the mashayikh they were saying that he would his his ultimate his yani his dream was just to make sure that he finished his books, right? Yeah. His books, and he did. He, and he, he, he finished a lot, Alhamdulillah. But his it. dream, he really wanted to finish Jamia Tirmidhi before it, he passed away. And I don't finish. think he finished it. He went up to twenty something volume. Recently, the twenty second volume was printed. Subhanallah. He didn't finish it. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to come back to the Shaykh because I love him. Mm. He's he's ajib mm. in his time. That's another benefit with regards to the, a student of knowledge and time. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just give his time everyone. to everyone and anyone mm -hmm. because he doesn't have time to give. If you're busy with seeking knowledge, you won't have time to uh, yeah, yeah, give yeah. it to anyone and everyone and it's waste it and stuff like that. I mean, now it makes sense. If it, you know, there's no way you could have wrote all those volumes unless he was like that. Like that, because yeah. it's, it's a lot. He's got the amount, and that's just in hadith. He's got in usul al fiqh. Yeah, he's got in Mustad Hadith, he's on poems, he's a, he's a, he's a yeah, deep he as well. Yeah, he writes poems as well. Yeah. Um, 2000 lines on Usul al yeah, we were speaking about it. He has, a, he has a, also on, on Hadith, the Ilal of Hadith. Yeah. He has a poem on that as well. Yeah, yeah. that's right. He's yeah, got in uh, all the sciences. Yeah, I mean, the other I think is uh, good to touch on with regards to, I guess, to expand more upon. Um, you know, how should a student of knowledge manage their time? Okay, we're in the UK, let's contextualize it. Mm. Uh, because obviously we're not yeah. in a Muslim country, we've got durus that we're attending all the time, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, so. so as a student of knowledge that you're striving to learn the Arabic language, memorize Quran, do some, 
how should he organize his time mm. or her time is speaking about yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one thing that really um, amazed me was this quote of Imam Shafi'i when he said if I was told to go buy an onion from the shop, I wouldn't be able to seek knowledge. <laughs> يعني, he's saying, I, I had to do just knowledge. That's all, that's all yeah. I had time for, nothing else. Now, this is not everyone. Not everyone's yeah. going to be like that. It's not very يعني, it's not practical, practical for, for everyone. Yeah. Especially for the UK, yeah. yeah. It's not practical for everyone, especially in the UK. Yeah. So, no doubt, student knowledge, if Imam al-Shafi'i, the reason why I said that is that, if Imam al-Shafi'i is saying that, Imam al-Shafi'i is saying that, then what about us? يعني, how much time do we need to make sure that we spend on knowledge to even gain That's some portion? Yeah. So, yes, you're going to be busy with your family, you're going to be busy with your work. But that free time, don't consider that to be free time. I would say free time, make sure that after your wajibat, make sure you're benefiting from that free time. Even if it's just one, two hours a day yeah. that you have free, make sure you benefit from that. Remember, Chef, he said, I couldn't see knowledge if I had to uh, go out and buy something. Go buy something. Yeah. So that what about was, you when you're working? And that, yeah. Of course you can seek knowledge, but take that one hour at least to, to see. try to catch up, yeah. you know? So any time it comes to shop and delegate it to someone else, basically. <laughs> send, <laughs> send your brother to the shop while you're seeking, while you're reading. Don't you know, go, don't. My, brother, my brother, they said, I remember they said one time, they said, don't, don't get a car. Don't yeah. drive, I don't drive. They don't drive. They don't drive, right? Because when you should get a car, everyone's going to ask you to go, can you go? <laughs> Allah, since then, me and my little brother, we, have, we never drove. <laughs> I think some people know that feeling, don't they? Zachary, <laughs> like, what do you think? <laughs> don't get a car. You're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna be sent out. Yeah, yeah, especially if you got sisters and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. Right. It's, it's, but it's not. You need a car sometimes. You need a yeah, car. yeah. Especially if you've got family and stuff, you've got, got kids family, and yeah. school run and all that. But it's so in regards to time again, uh, until I saw Sheikh Khalid Mashaykhi, met Sheikh Khalid Mashaykhi, mm. uh, I didn't realize how much time I actually waste, mm. basically. Mm. Obviously, alhamdulillah, you know, family stuff, but I didn't realize, because similar to what you mentioned, mm. uh, I never, he's never on his phone. That's mm. one thing. So that's one thing, the phone, he's never on it. Yeah. Matter of fact, he's, once he's, you know, it doesn't even, it's just thrown in the corner and something like mm. that. And he's always writing or doing tahqiq of a book, literally mm. all the time. Even if, we, if you watch the Alimir videos, you're going to watch. Yeah. While you're translating, he's, he's on his laptop. And he's doing tahqiq. And he's doing tahqiq of a book. Yeah, I was shocked. You know, I was translating. I remember I was translating. I was, what is he doing? I actually read it. When, when he started speaking, I started reading what he's doing. Yeah. And I see that. I don't know if I'm allowed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading what he's doing because I was really shocked because he's typing something. I was thinking he's typing the explanation that he's about to say. Yeah. He's actually doing a completely different book. Yeah. I was thinking, what? Okay, and then I'm translating. and like, wow. So What's that oh. serum we're talking about earlier? Multitasking. Multitasking, Multitasking <laughs> serum. We need to... The mashaykh, they have that, they're, they're able to do it. Now, someone says multitasking is a myth. It's a myth, but he's not multitasking. And while it, while well, you're I'm speaking, he's not wasting his time. Yeah. And it was the same as all well regards to the shop thing. I'll give you another mm. example of Sheikh Khad Mashaykh specifically. Mm. Uh, he'd only want to go back to the hotel and back home and not anywhere else. We'd be like, Sheikh, let's go and get some food. Mm. He'd be like, mm. and there's not much talking in the car, I'll be honest with you. Mm. Oh, okay, Sheikh, I'm going to stop and get you some food. But he didn't want to go to restaurants ever, mm. waste the time. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying don't go to restaurants, obviously. I'm just saying this is the level of the mashaykh with their time. Then I say, can stop at the shop? Mm. I'm like, Sheikh, come and have a look. Like, I'm trying to show him this is the yeah. shop in the UK. He's like, no, no, you go. He stays in the car. What does he do? Opens his laptop. Mm. While he's waiting in the car, while I'm in the shop, going to buy some bread. I'm going to be there for five minutes, six minutes, but he's still going to be benefiting. typing and benefiting with his time. Wow. Even when it came to eating, when we get back to the, um, to the hotel, I'm like, Sheikh, the food's coming now. Mm. Literally, he'd only eat something just to be polite with us mm. and then he'd 
be okay. be busy as well. Yeah. So yeah, he doesn't waste his time. He doesn't waste his time. Subhanallah. So he wouldn't eat much as well. Hardly eats. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't eat much. Yeah, yeah. Never eat much. He was another example of zuhud that I didn't see until I met him. Yeah. With regards to like you read about zuhud in the books, and that's other I think another important aspect of being a student of knowledge. You have to be willing to make. Sacrifices. Sacrifices, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say you have to be miskeen, mm-hmm. but you have to, there has to be a level of... You have to be ready for it. I mean, yeah. You have to be, subhanAllah, it's, yeah, if you see those mashaykh, those examples, you think, subhanAllah, like, where are we from them? How far are we yeah. from them? Yeah, yeah. So let's go back to contextualizing it. So how do uh, someone in the UK use the time you said to spend two hours, maybe? Yeah, at least that, put whatever time you got free. Time is that you have... I mean, even, even saying that, I feel bad. You say free time, man. You're giving knowledge of free time. You should be giving knowledge of best time. Right? Okay, not everyone's but, like you. No, no, no. Not everyone's got mashallah. No, 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 not in a bad way, not in a bad way, in a good way, in a good way, in a good way. No, I understand, In a good way. Yeah. And I'm saying like, give a portion of your time to knowledge. Yeah, yeah, okay. Make sure you specify some time to that knowledge. Because if you're not, if you're not, if you think you're going to gain knowledge by just sitting down and listening to a lecture here and there, which is good, do that, no doubt. But if you think that this is enough and I'm gonna be I'm gonna get somewhere far, we're talking we're talking to people who are actually aspiring to be students of knowledge. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna to have to put a little bit more extra time. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to gain knowledge by your body being, you know, um, relaxed. relaxed. Chilled. You're gonna to have to be walking outside in the rain. Yeah. Um, late, early in the morning, hungry. Yeah. And they said you never let you never see you never taste knowledge. Until you become hungry and you forget that you're hungry. <laughs> so they say, you never taste. I'm giving high that's, high examples, you know. But like, but yeah, yeah no, we need that. No, 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 no. You're right. You're right. Because there's there's the scholars who also write books on Allah Himma. Yeah, high aspirations. A, high aspirations, so that mm. we can actually. Because if it's, if you're setting the bar low, then no one's yeah, gonna. Yeah. Do, they're never gonna, gonna go lower. Up, everyone's gonna go lower. Yeah. So I, I see that point. Uh, but I don't know. You, like, if, I know the only thing I could say is maybe put a timetable. Put a timetable. Checklist. Checklist. Give yeah, an yeah. example checklist. What do you yeah, mean? Yeah, for example, Practical. let's say that you have certain subjects that you're studying with the teacher over a week, or certain subjects that you need to finish. Let's say the Quran. And you have Quran, you have a book on fiqh, and you've got a book that you need to memorize as well. But if you memorize the Quran, focus on Quran. So you say, I've got a checklist, I've got three things to do. Today I have to memorize my portion of the Quran, one, two pages, half a page, whatever you're doing that day, every day. So you do you do you have that on your checklist. You do that first and you prioritize. Then your your lesson that your teacher told you to memorize. You make sure that after you finish your Quran, you do that. Then the book that you had you had to memorize or the lesson that you had to go over or you had to revise, then do that. Whatever you, those, those those goals that you you have, make sure that you have a checklist and you do that. When you finish that checklist, then you say, now I'm free. Now is my now free. Is your free time. This is my free time. This now. is free time. Yeah. And no, you could, you... Then you could do some more reading. Yeah. <laughs> then you read a series. Then you start studying. Read something nice. <laughs> read something easy. Read, listen to a lecture, yeah, yeah, something like that, you know. Yeah. Then, oh, play football, yeah, play football. <laughs> play football. Why not? I think, do you know what? I think, subhanAllah, that is such good advice. You know why? Because I think most people leave that checklist and they'd go to the listening of a lecture yeah. and they see that as their knowledge. seeking knowledge, yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. So, it's really that's more like the downtime or the relaxing, relaxing time. time, yeah. Your relaxing time should still be seeking knowledge, yeah. But in a lot of knowledge is fun, knowledge is it's comfortable. So, and if, if you haven't got that, that 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 love of knowledge to the point that it is your comfort, your 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 downtime, as yeah. you say, then you need to get to that level. Inshallah. That's my advice. You need to get to that level where knowledge is your downtime. 
لما البخاري في اوستن بما حفظت هذا الانحاط جي ميمورايز او ما دواء الحفظ وسط ميمورايزي وسط كيو فور تو ميمورايز هاد جي ميمورايز هي سيد نحمه الرجل ذا لاف ذا يو هاف فور نوليدج يو نو اونلي غانا ميمورايز اكوردنج تو يو لاف يو لاف سمثينغ يو هير وانس يو غانا لاف ات اولسو ومداومه النظر في الكتب كونستنت لوكينج تو ذا بوكس those two things so the point is i was trying to make there is that your love should you should try to aspire to get to that level where your relaxation time is knowledge i think that would be um, after yeah. the checklist after then checklist. you relax see what you do in that see time, that, time. that will show your level so the checklist is key anyway for that's important yeah. and that has to be done every day every day you have to have a program and you have to have a teacher and a teacher especially very okay important. Tell me about your classes that you're doing at the moment, Masjid Imam Nawawi. Uh, yeah, because you're here till September, September inshallah. Inshallah, yeah. It's Masjid yeah. Imam Nawawi. We're doing um. So we started actually this class on Fridays at six o'clock, six to eight, and also Sundays four to six. Friday we do fiqh. So we um, uh, we actually started three years ago. Actually, you know, Mashallah. not in Masjid Imam Nawawi, but in different masjids. So yeah. we did Masjid Bishujah there. So I got to it by that, and so when. The, uh, obviously, I, I would do it every summer only because I'll be going back yeah. and forth from Saudi. So when now we got up to uh, Buyur, yeah. the masjid opened. So I just said, let me just go to the masjid and do carry on my So I told yeah. my students come there, and, we, and then we announced it online as well. So it's actually going on. So is the, that live? Is it online as well, or they have to attend? This on is recorded. Okay, but it's yeah. not. It's not live. Yeah, that's just for anyone that's outside of London and wants to benefit. Yeah, exactly. But if you're in London, obviously London's small enough. You got the yeah. underground. Make the effort and go to the go to the masjid, yeah. Inshallah. And um, yeah, so we got up to Kitab and Nikah. This Friday we're starting. Kitab and Nikah. Kitab and Nikah. Big topic. <laughs> we actually started. Before. All of a sudden, the numbers go up. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you know, it is. Last, you know. I got a lecture actually this evening on Nikah as well. We started, we started it before. Um, before when did we start Kitab and Nikah? We we're doing it in summer. This summer, yeah. this past summer, when the lockdown was kind of lifted, uh, kind of lifted, we were doing Kitab and Nikah. And on the day of Kitab and Nikah. It was so packed. <laughs> I was shocked. It got so packed. And we've done two lessons, but now we're starting again because I want to redo those Andalah, two lessons. good. So inshallah. Excellent. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. So that's starting when? Literally this week? This Friday, yeah. This Friday? Yeah. MashaAllah. So that's a po- limited numbers. It has to be social distancing and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. So don't go pack out the message. But yeah. anyway, putting that as, uh, the, inshallah, that's going to hopefully, lockdown is going to go. We're going to have the masajid packed yeah, again. Uh, just a fighter. Don't think because, okay, I haven't done Ibadat and I didn't do Buyo, means I can't join this. Kitab Al-Ankihawa, it's a chapter in of itself that you study that you need. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, for example, you might have started a book in the middle, mm-hmm. but it's still a topic which is encapsulated in of itself. So, you can it's study all this. You'll yeah. still benefit a lot, yeah. a lot. And everyone needs to know because everyone plans to get married if they're not married now. Yeah. And if you're married, then you need to know what you need to do to stay married and make your marriage fruitful yeah. and beneficial. And if you don't, Stay married. What are you gonna do when you're? What's the correct yeah, way to divorce and stuff end like the marriage that. and stuff like that? Yeah. But you know, I realized about Kitab al-Nikah a lot is the sisters they're shocked because yeah. Islam people think that women don't have rights when they they're shocked about the rights that the women have. Yeah. It's uh, the other way Men don't have rights. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The women's rights that they have, like, you, they actually they actually really are shocked. Like, yeah. like, even the the brothers say, "Are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it really like that?" Well, I realized that. Subhanallah. So that's something that I, I realized, especially when we have this feminism going on. Yeah. The, the Muslims, the Muslims who claim to be feminists, you I, I would say 100% of them, none of them have actually studied the women's rights from no, the Kitab yeah, They don't know the rights they have, yeah. so they're the enemy. And they say, Man shay, yeah. Whoever doesn't know something is going to be the enemy of them. Yeah. So that's when they actually realize the rights that the women are given in Kitab al-Nikah and Fiqh. Yeah, you 
it opens your eyes to a lot of things. So that's on Fridays. What other lessons Sunday, have you got? Sunday, Kitab al-Tawheed. So Sunday, we do Kitab al-Tawheed. What time? Four, Four to six on Sundays, yeah. Okay, brilliant. Weekend. Have you, and also the masjid is doing a fundraiser at the moment as well. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Masjid, they're, they're in debt because obviously the lockdown and also because of the, they were rebuilding the masjid. They normally pay rent by themselves, but alhamdulillah, because of the lockdown and because of the rebuilding, yeah. which they paid for themselves and they done themselves, they actually uh, are back on rent around yeah. 20,000 pounds for all that, a year and a half. Yeah. Or year, year and 18 months. Alhamdulillah, you've got a landlord which is, you yeah, know, he's, he's not putting pressure on to kick you out, yeah, yeah. which is good. So, yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that people might not have realized is the masajid closed and well, while you know, there was lots of government help for businesses. Charities mm. weren't entitled to any of that. So mm. any type of masjid mm. that was usually dependent upon the donations or the madrasa income, mm. they lost that and there wasn't anything. So whatever, so, yeah. yeah. So, so it make sure you support. Hit. They took a hit, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. They got a book on me. Masjid Mamun Nawawi. Yeah. Not Nabawi, Nawawi. They have a book on me out Okay, advice for student of knowledge, any parting advice or something? How long have we been on now? Yeah, so. Parting advice, I would say is that realize that your knowledge is an act of worship, ibadah. Um, and this ibadah, you have to have sincerity for it. And it's not something that's easy. It's something that's going to be hard. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells them, Allah is going to test you to see if you're sincere in this knowledge or not. To see, to see if you're sincere in the act of worship or not. Are you doing it for Allah or not? So I'd say definitely one of the most important things for a student knowledge is to have remember the ikhlas, sincerity for Allah. You're doing it for Allah. You're doing it for Jannah. You're, doing it for, you're not doing it for a gain in the dunya. You're not getting yeah. it, you're doing it for fame. You're not doing it to be so people can hear you. You know, you're doing it so that you get closer to Allah. Because knowledge is the most one of the most uh, rewardable acts in Islam. Yeah. Um, Ahmed, said, I don't know anything that is better than knowledge after the obligatory act. And Imam Ibn Mubarak, as he said, I don't, know, I don't know anything better than knowledge after prophethood. So it shows yeah. that it's a huge thing that gets you closer to Allah. So get, seek this knowledge, seek the knowledge of Islam in order to get closer to Allah, because you know it's the, one of the best things that you can get closer to Allah. Yeah. Just like if you have two options, you have an option to um, give um, charity or to pray. Oh, no, no. Let's say you have two options, one one good deed and another good deed. You're always going to go for the better the deed. One the one that has much reward. Yeah, of course. Knowledge yeah. is no doubt one of the most Yeah, the only basically choose prioritize what you're yeah. doing. Definitely. Yeah, and obviously, like you said, the intention is for Allah, but there's actions. Knowledge of our actions is... Yeah. Like a tree without any fruits, basically. Yeah, yeah. So the the objective is that knowledge to draw close to Allah. So you need to act upon it for you to benefit mm. from your, yeah, your knowledge. That's like, I remember Khatib al-Baghdadi has a book, right? Yeah. The knowledge, the, the whole point of knowledge is action. Exactly. The whole book and that. The whole book, yeah. The whole book and that's Allah, yeah. That's amazing, yeah. <laughs> Uh, you'll be joining us again. Exactly. Okay, Juan. Salam alaikum wa rahmatullah. We'll catch up with you another time, inshallah.